calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Hello and welcome to the IGN UK podcast. It's me, Simon, and I'm with Dale. Hello, it's me, Dale. And that's it, because <laughs> we are running on empty this week. <laughs> yeah. A little peek behind the curtain, it is Tuesday we're recording this, because that's the only day we can record this week, because yeah. me and Dale are on a plane tomorrow mm. for the rest of the week, and... Joe is currently in Las Vegas. He's a dice. He is. Yeah. Lucky boy. And Al is sadly at home not feeling well, so uh, we yeah. wish him all the best. But and by the time you listen to this, hopefully he should be okay. I mean, I hope so. Otherwise, that's a three-day sickness he's got going on You don't on want there. that, do you? No, not at all. But no. this this is this is weird, Simon. I've never yeah. done a one-on-one before. And we're st- so the audience knows we're looking directly into each other's face. It's like face. an interview, isn't it? <laughs> it's, it's very weird. Hopefully we won't be... Like this forever. Hopefully when, when we get yeah. some more people in, then we'll be good. Yeah, well, this Friday's Max, there's four big games coming out. There's Crackdown 3, mm-hmm. Jump Force, yep. Far Cry New Dawn, oh, yeah. and Metro Exodus. That's right. We're not going to talk about any of those <laughs> no. because we haven't really played either of those, either of those, any four of those yet. No, no, I've like... I've sort of skirted around playing Metro and Far Cry at several preview events, but I've never actually done mm. it. So, yeah, yeah none but of them. Which one of those out of the four do you think you will? Uh, Far to? Cry, definitely, just because I'm a massive like Far Cry nerd. Even though it's it's another one and another year, like I feel like we should maybe have a break from mm-hmm. them a little bit. But I still can't help but be a little bit excited. I about probably it. will give Far Cry a go, and I'm intrigued just to give Crackdown a little go, just to see what. Is. So I've never <laughs> never played a crackdown. Neither game. have I. Oh, okay. But I like destruction. Yes. Um, you gonna but, play Jump Force? No, <laughs> no, no, no. no. I'm a not a fighting no game person, and I'm not into the old anime. Yeah, so fighting game is not the reason I'm not playing. Doesn't that. tip my boxes really. Yeah. And Metro is it's not for me. Sadly, I, I mean the thing is Metro and Far Cry. Obviously, they look visually very different, but thematically they're kind of the same sort of vibe really like there's only so many post-apocalyptic shooters you can play in one year Mm. and i don't think i'm going to play two at the same time but one thing we both have done is this weekend watch the now bafta winning best film roma yeah and an oscar nominated best picture as well yeah probably likely to win it as well which seems mad to me i i well 
as you may have guessed, I like it a lot more than Dale. I mean, I don't dislike it by any stretch. I thought it was a really powerful film. It was really engaging and uh, I thought like affecting as well. Like afterwards, I was really thinking about it quite a lot about how dark and horrible it got towards the end. Oh, it's a real, yeah, it's not really a fun film, but no. it's a beautiful film. I think it should, it's definitely the best shot film I've seen this week. Did you like, I thought, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I agree in principle i think it's really visually stunning mm. but did you kind of get sick of the pans the back of the corner of the room pans no, i like that i'm i mean i am no talk am i notorious for liking no. slow films no. <laughs> i like to think i am uh no yeah. i mean you like there will be blood that's kind yeah. of slow film i, I like that is my sort of film where it's just you know so if you don't know what it's about it's about uh, an indigenous mexican woman who is a living maid with a middle-class family in yeah. mexico city and I think the area of the sea is called Roma. That's why it's called Roma. Is okay, what I didn't know that. There you go. Um, I might be wrong. I might be lying. <laughs> but um, yeah, and it's just about basically a year of this woman's life. Yeah. And I'd say the ups and downs, it's mainly downs yeah. that she has. But, I mean, it, I think and, like the the start, the first 20 minutes is the ups. It is like mm. how like her life, like obviously she is um, like a maid for them yeah. and she's like she lives with them and she does all, all the work 24 7 and that may not seem like massively desirable she's still like there's a lot of positives in her life yeah. and she seems to love the family and the family love her as well it's almost like a really downbeat mary poppins yeah if you think about it um and it's kind of semi-autobiographical it's a by Alfonso Cuaron, whose last film is Gravity. Yeah. It's been five years, and he's, I think this is quite a personal film to him. Yeah, and yeah. You can probably see why. But yeah, I thought it was brilliant. So who's it based on then? Is it someone in his family? His mum. Oh, really? Yeah, it's oh, semi-autobiographical okay. about his mum. Oh, wow. Um, but I don't know how much of her story is shared. But Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was... And it's all in, if you didn't know, it's all in Spanish. Yes. So it's a reader. So you have <laughs> yeah. to be in the right mood. You can't yeah. you can't play football manager whilst watching this one. So as I, I explained to you, I, I started watching it on Saturday night quite late and it got to around midnight and I was feeling really tired. And that is not a film to watch when you're feeling tired because it's very slow going. So I decided to stop it halfway through and then carry on the next morning and I found it much easier to watch. Really? I, I watched it Saturday afternoon when I I was extremely hungover, one of the worst hangovers I had in years. And <laughs> it, it it did a trick because I just sat there. Yeah. I didn't leave bed Saturday. I'm not going to lie to you, Dale. I did nothing except watch Roma. Did you find the opening shot very therapeutic in that yeah. situation there? And there's lots of lovely like beach shots and the waves they were keeping, yeah. you know. I didn't feel like throwing up anymore, which was good. There is some like lovely little mad bits in it though like bits mm. i really like sort of because it's very tradition not traditional i suppose but like in the way it tells its story you know it's very a to b and then every, every now and again it just does something a bit crazy yeah like you know when oh God, especially I, I don't the, the main character's partner is has some mad moments with him absolutely yeah he was one i was thinking of and then there was also there's that that bit when there's a they're in the forest and there's a fire Mm. And there's a guy that comes to the front of the camera and just yeah. does a little little bit. It's it won't be for everyone. No. I know that. But I really enjoyed it. And I think it's <clears throat> it's so I hadn't seen that many of the Oscar or BAFTA films so, this year. So I was thinking that I've only seen three, I think, mm. including Bohemian Rhapsody and Black Panther. Yeah. The only ones. I really I, want to see Black Clans. I've been catching up, I still haven't seen the favourite, but I wouldn't be disappointed. Like I don't care anyway, but mm. if the if Roma won, I would appreciate that winning. Whereas before I mean, Hereditary was still the best film I'd seen of the last year, yeah. I think. So. I think. I mean, at the three I've seen, I think Bohemian Rhapsody's the top one for me so far. But mm -hmm. I, uh, like I said, I very much want to see Black Klansman. I haven't seen The Favourite. Uh, Green Book as well, I really want to see. 
Yeah. Um, but question about Roma. Go on, go for it. Did you think, like, I've never seen a dog that shit so much as that dog. <laughs> it's obscene the amount of shit he left in that hallway that they had to clean well, up. I've never owned a dog, so I don't know how regularly they do I defecate. Mean, I did <laughs> I did have a, a dog, but it was a little, it was a Jack Russell. So, but obviously they don't have a garden and they can't just let him out into the streets. Yeah. So he sort of shits in a hallway where they park their car. Yeah. But then the the dad of the family a um, couple of times complains about how much shit there is and that they should be cleaning it up. Yeah. But I swear every time we cut that scene, there is at least like eight to ten pieces of substantial poo in that hole. I, I don't know what they're feeding the dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just thought it was obscene. And they kept showing shots where the tires would drive over it and it was really like yeah. unsatisfying. Yeah. Well, I thought it was deserving of its BAFTA win. Not that... I really care either, yeah. like I said. But do you know who else won a BAFTA? Who? Mahershala Ali for Green Book, which oh, is, yeah. I've actually seen as well, it's a, it's a fine film, it's absolutely fine. He is great in it. Yeah. Do you know what he's also great in though? This season of True Detective, which oh. I am now three quarters of the way through, I'm caught up. So would you say it's better than the second season? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, it's not quite the first season, but not many things are, because mm. that was sensational, I think. And the second, I still think the second series of True Detective is okay it's not terrible but right. yeah it's just nowhere near the heights of the first so but it follows like the first and second way it's not they're not connected stories right? no in yeah. nowhere they well there may be some weird tangents so is it things, like fargo but, sort of style where like they're not really connected but there's elements and you yeah, might hear a name I mean, there that might comes be a up. detail but i don't think they're connected at all and that's what's good because you can just do separate stories and forget about yeah a shoddy second series but yeah. this one is brilliant and yeah this last episode had some good reveals i think so it's all coming together have you ever watched any true detective? so i've seen tiny bits of the first season and that is more i've always wanted to it's just one of those ones i've just never got around you, to you should yeah. it's only there are only eight episodes a series as well so oh, okay you can do it quite quickly like i'm in my old housemate telling me how much he loved the first season and i don't know why i never watched it i think at the time I mean, we don't have sky at home but he's my dad's sky girl on my ps4 yeah so it's a bit of a like there's some hurdles to get to it watch is it. one of those things that's hard to get i have a now tv pass so i can watch it but yeah, yeah. unless you have sky atlantic you're not going to do it legally, I'll tell you that. <laughs> but I will do it legally through my dad's account. There we go. But, but like, yeah, like I said, it's just... Um, when we watch Netflix, so we can watch it in bed, whereas Sky has to be in the living room, mate. So this is a yeah. little, little peek oh, behind God. my curtain there. You spend a lot of time in bed, do you? Yeah. Okay, About fair enough. eight hours a day. What yeah. about you? Uh, less than I should. <laughs> okay. But, yeah. It's very good. I don't um, know what to say about it. Was I'm it a slow start? Because I haven't really heard you talk um, about it up to this point. It's slow, but as we've previously mentioned, I like slow. So it maybe hasn't revealed as many things as... I feel like the first series went at a quicker pace. You knew things bef about halfway through, whereas this one's taken about three quarters. So it's on right. episode six to get there. But all the acting is brilliant and it's sharp. Who else, is, it? Who else is in it? Stephen Dorff. Oh, okay, really? Yeah. I mean, that's a name I haven't heard in uh, a while. Yeah, Scoot McNary. I have no idea who that is. Uh, he's, he's a good actor. He's not in enough stuff. That's a shame. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's a good... So if you don't know, the basis of this series is that two children from this town have gone missing. Right. And they're trying to work out what's happened, basically. And it's that great thing of that the first series did so well of jumping over different time periods. So okay. it's set during 19... Uh, I don't know the exact dates. It's 80s, 1990, and then 2015. Okay. So you're getting parts of the story and you're getting it filled in over time, which must be an absolute ball lake to script. Absolutely, yeah. Because, yeah, people obviously are alive in different points, so you know that nothing's happened to them. And yeah. 
But yeah, it's all coming together very reason, cleverly. That's just reminded me of uh, Mystic River. <laughs> that's a very good film. Yeah. That's that's, a, that is a forgotten film. Yeah. But, it was yeah. a really good film. It just reminded me of, you know, like the two time periods and sort of yeah, between the two. Missing Child and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it's just a copy of that. Lazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You've seen a film this week, though, haven't you? I have. That I haven't seen. Yes. I've seen The Hole in the Ground. I've seen lots of them. Yeah. Well, this is a film, not an <laughs> actual hole in the ground. So it's, uh, I believe it's by the same the same distributor picked it up as Hereditary. Okay. Sorry, they picked up Hereditary and they picked this up. And that's what got me interested in it in the first place, because Hereditary was a banger. It was a banger. Yes. Uh, so this one actually comes out on the 1st of March in the UK as well. So everyone can check it out soon. Flock. To your local is, screen. Yeah, it's a directorial debut as well. And it's it's basically about a young family. Um, so actually it's just a mother and a son and they live in Ireland and they live kind of in the middle of nowhere. It's like a little town nearby, but they live out in the middle of nowhere. And there's they find a massive sinkhole in the forest behind their house. And then without going too much into it, they interact with the sinkhole at one point and then things start to go weird as in she feels like her son is no longer her son anymore. She feels everything about him. Like they say in the film, it's about things that only a mother would notice. And it's things that like everybody else can't understand why she's acting weird with her son. Why are you interacting with a sinkhole? So they, they just find it. They stumble okay. across, across it. And then I don't want to reveal too much about okay, it. Yeah. But I thought it was really good. It was yeah. like, it's 90 minutes, which I think for a horror film yeah, is, it's bang abs- on. is yeah. what it should be. Like, don't overstay your welcome. I thought the uh, lead actress is called uh, Shauna Kerslake. Uh, I'm not sure if it's a featured debut, but she is like worth watching the film for just for her performance cool. alone. Uh, is I, it prop? Is it what kind of horror is it? Is it like a tense one or is it more of a gory one? So it's absolutely not a gory one. There is a few moments of gore, but nothing um, overt. It's it, I never really found a jump scary, and I was sitting in a screening room next to two girls who came there and you could tell they were talking beforehand I was listening to them talk and they were saying oh we're, we're ready for jump scares and they would put their coats over them they looked like they were ready to be scared right <laughs> so you, you see people like that screens all the time but they didn't I thought they reacted like once or twice so it's clearly not a jump scary okay. film it sounds like have you seen The Babadook yes it sounds a bit yes. like that it has elements so I'd say like if I was comparing it to other films it has elements of Babadook has elements of Hereditary as well uh, very like The Shining in a certain way it makes sense when you've seen it kind of thing Okay, but there's a lot of those elements in fact there's one bit where there's so there's a a subplot not really a subplot a thing going constantly going through the film where she's changing the wallpaper she's ripping up the wallpaper and adding okay. a new one and when she adds a new one it very, the pattern looks very very similar to all the carpets in The Shining that is quite cool so there's obviously there's obviously like a reference there I thought it was very like tense sort of psychological horror. And I can imagine if you've got a young child or something like that and you're a young single parent or even just a parent, it would be very like affecting like to see yeah. how, how you deal with this situation because I don't actually, I can't say, yeah. I can't no. say, I don't want to spoil but it. It's definitely worth seeing. Yeah, absolutely. Like I say, it comes out like this month in March and um, yeah, the ending's a bit wacky. It gets a bit, my first thought was, I really like that. And then I thought the ending probably told me too much. And it was a bit silly towards the oh, end. Okay. But I thought the majority of it is really good. And it gets a thumbs up as Dale's sleeper hit of the month. Yeah, I'm not sure about sleeper <laughs> hit, but it's definitely worth watching if you fancy a good horror film. Good to know. There's something else you've done that I haven't, which involves What's that? I've forgotten this death. One. The Hong Kong Massacre. <laughs> right, yeah. So I'm uh, just thinking now, we probably should have researched who... Uh, 
who created this game. I just realised. Well, you're the one that's played it, not me. <laughs> yeah. We kind of just impromptu decided to talk about well, this game. Well, we're doing it. Okay. So, uh, I mean, it needs to be more. Do you like Hotline Miami? You'll like this. Yeah. Well, that's basically yeah. it, though. Like, <laughs> I mean, even there, though, it's a stretch. I think it's not as good as Hotline Miami. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, basically, it's a game. Came where- out about three weeks ago, I think. Yeah, so it's 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 the same sort of premise as Hotline Miami is, and it's a top-down, like fast-paced shooter where you know all the split decisions count. It's all in, and you get shot immediately if you get spotted. And it's about learning the patterns of the room and coming through the room mm-hmm. and trying to perfect that score. Really, the thing I think it lacks is the certain elements of charm that Hotline Miami's got. Mm-hmm. Like you've played Hotline Miami. Right? I played number one. I never played number two. Ah, so I mean, number two is basically more of the same, but. Hotline Miami is obviously it's got for my betting one of the best soundtracks in a game. Absolutely, ever. it's yeah. like incredible. It's a soundtrack that outside of the game I'll actually listen to. Mm-hmm. Where there's not many games I can say that about, and it doesn't have that. It doesn't have this sort of you know. Hotline Miami obviously has the '80s thing attached to it before that was overdone. Yeah, I feel like it's very overdone now, but. It's lacking any of that. It's, I think it's set in the 90s. It's set in the early 90s, but there's nothing to distinguish. It's not like people walking around in shell suits or so, so listening to Oasis or anything. <laughs> that would of, be funny. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's called the Hong Kong Massacre. I don't yeah. know if they were listening don't to Oasis. Don't look back in anger as you fail every time. <laughs> yeah. And um, but So there's no real, like... It, see, it feels like the style is like they've gone for John Woo films, action films. It's mm-hmm. like what the style they've aimed for. But it never really feels like any of that pulls me in. I'm not playing it because I'm enjoying this music and I'm in a rhythm. It never really creates that. The music's kind of just there, really. But the combat does feel really satisfying in the same way that Hotline Miami does. And it does also have that, like, I'd go into a room and I'd kill, like, seven people in a row and I'd see one coming up. And if I bumbled through that, I'd feel the urge to just restart because I want it to be perfect. I want to come through. Every door is exact. Every shot is exact. Mm-hmm. It's also got this. Um, so if you hit R one, you do like a gamble or a dive, like it's contextual, yeah. and that helps you dodge a bullet. So if you feel like you're not going, if you feel okay. like you're going to get hit, you can dodge. And what you find as you get into later of the game is you're spamming that. Like every shot, I'm diving with because you can't get shot while you're diving unless okay. unless at the end of the dive the bullet is coming in your way. Does that okay. make sense? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm getting so um, it also has a slowdown mechanic as well. So you can actually slow time down and dodge bullets quite that is, easily. That is help. That would come in handy if you're dodging bullets. Yes, but <laughs> it also impacts like, like for me, like Hotline Miami is like a score chase game, right? I'm just trying to tick yeah. all the things that it's trying to get me doing. There's a three star system in this game. And one of the stars is always don't use any slowdown. Don't use any like, well, bullet time. Well, where's the fun in that? But that's, because you're trying to perfect it. You're trying yeah, to be the best at it. Everything looks cooler in slow motion. Yeah, it does. But it feels like you che- it does feel like a cheap burn a is little it, bit. Is it as hard as Hotline Miami? Um, so I haven't finished it. I'm on. So it's, it goes in days. It's got f- four days, I believe. And I'm on day two. But each day has about 10 missions. So I've done them. And yeah, each one, each day has a boss at the end. And the bosses are fucking concrete. Yeah. It's really hard. <laughs> but I'm about halfway through the second day. My thing is, though, I'm... I don't leave a level until I've kind of got all three stars. I just keep playing that same yeah. level because I think if I've You're memorized a perfectionist. it, well, if I've memorized it now, I'm not going to come back to it at a later date and rememorize it. I think yeah. I'm just going to do this one. And also, then uh, Apex Legends came out, and I was playing Resident yeah. Evil, so it kind of got pushed a little bit to we the side. We have been playing a bit more Apex. I got my first yeah. win last Friday. You so, did uh, sort of get a first what win. What do you mean? I was the champion. Yeah, on the I champion team. Been, I may have been carried by a guy who got 11 kills, <laughs> yeah. but I did revive him. It so w- you know, it was funny. I was next to this one. 
watching you just watching you watch the guy on your team yeah, like, get the victory on, for you look got a, i think you get a bronze trophy for winning so you're jealous of that aren't you yeah well do you remember yesterday though when we had we played it yeah you almost won i got to the final two and i was just like shitting my pants and you and al were both watching my gameplay and i downed a guy and there was and one other to, guy left <laughs> on his one, team. Other guy, one other guy left and instead of just leaving the guy and trying to get the other one i decided to do the finishing move and got killed <laughs> which was i mean <laughs> I would have imagined that was what you were going to do anyway. So I wasn't. I wasn't that disappointed because what are you? What are you saying? Because you'd obviously go for the stylish finisher. <laughs> yeah, right. You, you go for the kill. You don't care about the knockdowns. I know. I really like the amount of times I've played that back in my mind now, thinking, <laughs> why didn't I just bat around the corner? I let the other guy try and shoot him while he's down, and I could have snuck behind. But I blew oh it. well. There'll be plenty of other opportunities though. We're going to do it. Wishes sometimes come true, and sometimes they come true via a genie. <laughs> Uh, that was terrible. That yeah, one, yeah, wasn't that's it? really bad. <laughs> we'll try but, again. Um, people have been uh, not too happy about Will Smith as the genie. <laughs> I mean, I don't know why people are upset about it. I'm it just, does look odd, though. I I'm just not think normally it looks weird to get on the back of something like this, but it does look weird. It looks weird, but I find it funny because it's yeah. so weird looking. And like, I thought that whole teaser trailer was a bit. I'm not. I don't have too high hopes for this one. Aladdin's not one of my beloved disney films anyway right. so i yeah. never really watched that much as a kid so aladdin was for my generation like that and the lion king and then maybe even like toy story and stuff i th mm. i feel like were the ones that and beauty and the beast actually yeah late 80s early 90s yeah. was my period so aladdin i do have fond memories of and anytime i hear bits of the score and the music creeping yeah. in it does sort of swell something i'm sure the me. songs will be good but i'm just <sighs> I don't know why. I just don't have a good feeling about this one. Are they even going to have the songs though? Like, yeah, I think so. No, but so for example, the Jungle Book, it had yeah. like one song in it. It didn't have all the songs. I think they've got to have a like. You can't have a lot. What did Beauty and the Beast? Can. Beauty and the Beast had a couple. Had a, it did have some, yeah, it did have quite a few. I think Beauty and the Beast one of my favourites when I was a kid. But I haven't. I've seen bits of the remake, the live action one. But I'm just. I didn't. Like I don't that. really have much interest in watching them to be honest. From what I remember, we did like we spoke around a podcast actually, me, Cooper, and Gav, and I remember. I feel like one of our major complaints was that it was too beat for beat, the same mm -hmm. sort of film. Like they didn't really change much up. Yeah. Whereas like, at least in the Jungle book, it felt like certain elements yeah. had changed up a bit. Um, I'm still like, The Lion King is the one that excites me. Yeah. Well, we're going to go through this because we haven't really covered this properly, but this is Disney's maddest year ever, I think. Yeah. They've got nine, maybe 10 I'm only joking about the 10th here, um, that <laughs> could make like a billion dollars if right. you care about money. Yeah. Maybe eight. Maybe I'm overdoing it here. But let's go, go on, on read through. them out to me. Out this Friday, Dale, the big one to kick things off, the Kim Possible live action movie. I mean, I, I, I don't know much about <laughs> that, I'm afraid, but I'm sure it's a big hit oh, for the kids. Yeah, that's, that's the joke. Is one. that a billion dollars? Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we've got Captain Marvel in less of the month. Yeah. I'm not sure that's a billion dollar movie either. I think. I mean, it, how many Marvel films have really been apart from the, take the Avengers one? Black Panther. I think that Black Panther could have uh, Captain Marvel could have a similar effect to Black Panther. I don't feel like there's a massive buzz right now about Captain Marvel. Mm. I'm not sure. Maybe I feel like maybe, there is. Maybe it will approach. Maybe I'm just that's not in my bubble. Or mm. Maybe it'll approach closer we get. But I'm not feeling it. Really, right now. I, I feel like it's going to do very well. And then after that, you've got Dumbo. Which does I actually have higher hopes for Dumbo than I do Aladdin, I and I actually loved Dumbo when yeah. I was a kid. So, so that's a weird one. So, when was the original Dumbo made? Like that's like fifties or forties. It's something, a while. It? Yeah. It's a long time ago. <laughs> I have no idea. I'm probably someone's going to write in and correct me on that. But it feels like 
who who are the people that have got attachment to that? But like uh, you said, you Tim watched Burton. it as a kid. Oh, so. sorry, who's got attachment? Tim yeah. Burton's got attachment. He's directing. <laughs> no, no, I but, mean, um, <laughs> but I could understand like certain kids watching, yeah. certain generations of kids wanting to see their like childhood like yeah. reimagined. And this one does look. I think they're doing a different take, a slightly different take on Dumbo yeah. with this one. Um, Joe did an excellent little feature about mm. Dumbo on site. He did, yeah. Um, and Danny DeVito's in it, so I want to watch it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Michael Keaton and Colin Farrell. It's a good well, cast. It's a good cast, yeah. But after Dumbo, you've of course got Avengers yeah. Endgame. I mean, that's, which, that's an easy billion. Easy billion. Yeah. Or, or <laughs> so I, might see, I might see that one a couple of times. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be good. Then you've got Aladdin. See, which, I... I, I even though, like, you're, people, love people are saying it, people are talking about it quite a lot. People so. will see it. Yeah, I think it will make money. I think it'll do really then well. Then Toy Story 4 will obviously make a lot of money because it's Toy Story and yeah. Toy Story is the best. I think they've been really clever on anything they've released so far. They've been so, like, there's barely yeah. any information. I'm not even sure if anything we've seen is in the film. Yeah. So. I, I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued with that one. I yeah. think that could easily be a big success. Then The Lion King. That's easily going to make I mean, a lot of money. I would money. hazard a guess outside of uh, the Marvel and Star Wars that that might be their biggest one. Well, that's what I was going to say after we've gone through all these. Which okay. one do you think it's going to make the most? So you've got Toy Story, you've got Lion King. Then, oh, my voice is going. <laughs> then you've got a little bit one that's less big. You've got Artemis Fowl, which kids of a certain, my sort of age, maybe a little bit younger. Yeah. I've read the first couple of those books, which were pretty good. But yeah, it's not going to have, it's not, they're probably hoping it might be a Harry Potter. I think it's going to be more like um, how many of them have we yeah. seen come and go as well? That but like kids books, like the Northern young Lights teens ones, books yeah. that have sort of been turned into films that don't work. I and I thought that first trailer was bad. I mean, I can I watched it. I remember for for I didn't. I had mm. to. I think I was publishing the video, and I could not tell you a single it thing. It was that bizarre because if my memory serves me right, they used a Radiohead track off their latest album, which is a bizarre choice really? for a kids' film. <laughs> <laughs> like it set a weird tone for that film. That is weird. Did you see? By the way, did you before you watched Roma? Did you watch the trailer for it? Um, yeah, you got a lovely bit of "Great Gig in the Sky" by Pink Floyd in that yeah. trailer. That yeah. sold me on watching Roma. I was <laughs> not like, in the film. No, though, not in the film. <laughs> no. <laughs> Just listen to the album. It's yeah. a good, that's a good album. That one, Dale. It, some might say the best album. Oh, it's it's a good one. Yeah. Um, then Frozen Two. That's People a, like Frozen, don't absolutely they? Absolutely. Like, I've got three young nieces. I'm telling you right now, that is a stone-cold banger. <laughs> As in, like, in regards to how much money it makes, yeah. not a, how oh, good yeah. the film is. It's, and the, just the merchandising alone from mm. that will be mad. They will rake it in. I think oh, that's late God, November that's coming in. They're having a ludicrous year, aren't they? Yeah, and then December, Star Wars Episode Nine, yeah, another which banker. will also probably make a lot of money, you'd imagine. I don't know which one of those. So probably the biggest ones is going to be Avengers, Toy Story, Lion King, Frozen and Star Wars. I'm very interested with Star Wars to see how like how big that that, that voice is that's anti Last Jedi and anti Ryan Johnson. If even if you hate the Last Jedi, you are absolutely going to see this. I, I mean I imagine most people it's all because you care enough to hate it. Yes. So you're gonna you care enough about Star but Wars. I, but I would be like so some people hypothesize that it had a negative impact on solo. I think that film was kind of dead on arrival just through mm. circumstance of everything that happened. And was to surprisingly it anyway. good. Yeah, and was actually really good. But I think people had already made the decision that they weren't going to see that yeah. regard in regards to the Last Jedi. Um, so yeah, I'm very interested. In that. I think Star Wars in an ideal world could easily be the biggest, the one that makes the most money because it is the last episode of a trilogy. Yeah. Is JJ back? But so Avengers is the last of like 25. Is it 22? Yeah. I don't know. It's a lot. It's, it's tough. And like, like, it's I mean, tough. they're. 
I mean, if you are the head of Disney right now, you're not going to be poor by Christmas, are you? But what have they got next year, though? Like, they've got some mad stuff as well. What have they got next year? Like, got, it feels like they're spunking a lot of their films this year. I haven't, we're in 2019, Dale, but they've got a lot coming next year as well. I mean, they don't have a Star Wars film next year, currently, do they? No, but they do have. there is a ton of stuff which you've put me on the spot and I've forgotten about completely. <laughs> <laughs> they might have Star Wars. Who knows? They might. Uh, I mean, launch something on us. I feel like they probably don't. And that doesn't even because yeah, oh, there's so much stuff, Dale. There is a some lot of good stuff. films coming yeah, this year. There is, but I think I um, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a outlandish bet and say that out. Let's take Star Wars and Avengers out of occasion because I feel like they're the certs, right? Think, you think they're going to be the high? I don't think actually. No, maybe Frozen Two. Yeah, I was I was leaning towards Frozen Two bit. Yeah, but. I'm going to say Avengers Neck, a lot, say and the Toy Lion Story King. a lot more time. You're going to go Lion King I'm as go Lion highest. King. Yeah. I'm going to now. I'm going to go Frozen. I'm going to. I'm going to follow the money. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> when does Frozen come out? November twenty something. Oh, okay. Late November. May. So they've even got more. T- it's not even just before Christmas. They know what they're doing. There's yeah. a whole month thrown up. To they're going to rake it in over that. Kids period, are going to see they? that yeah. a lot. Yeah. I still haven't seen Frozen one. I've seen it. It wasn't. I didn't think it was a very good film, but my nieces love it. So yeah, what do I know? What do you know? <laughs> do you know what I do know about football managing? Oh, uh, a little. We're back. It's been a. It's been a while, and I've had people ask me where it is. Do you think? And I'm sorry this, if you don't like this. Do you think at the start of this podcast, people are like Dale and Cardi, fucking brilliant. It's going to be football manager, one hundred percent of well, the time. Well, there, there is a little bit of it, but you know, some people like it, so. <laughs> I've actually, um, I don't know how I feel about this, Dale, but I recently abandoned Coventry. I mean, like a lot of people, mate, a lot of people have abandoned <laughs> us, but we're on our way back. So I started, because I realised Football Manager 2019, I haven't, if you didn't know, I'm a massive Spurs fan, mm-hmm. and I haven't done a Spurs save yet this year. So I have to always do You're one. like I said before, you did Blackburn for Krupa, you did yeah. Coventry for me, why didn't you do Arsenal for Al? I'm doing Spurs myself, I've got to make time for myself. When are you ever going to do an Arsenal run? I think you should. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, I don't won't. Don't you respect your boss? Is that um, what it's about? I don't respect Arsenal. Um, <laughs> but I'm in my third season of Spurs. Okay. And I finished fourth, third, and now I'm currently three points off the top of my third season. It's I mean, very it much easy, mirroring. Right? I'm very much mirroring real life. <laughs> yeah. But I've got a five-year plan. I've okay. gone in with a five-year plan, much like um, Wolves have when they've entered the Premier League this season. Right, okay. Five-year plan. And I've invested in a lot of youth. So in two to three years' time, Dale, I will dominate how, world football. How young, though? Like 16-year-olds or no, like 18, 19? 19 to 22-year-olds. Because I, I noticed on my save, I invest in 16-year-olds. You've got to wait fucking yeah. ages for that to pay off. I, I've, I bought, for four million, I spent on a 15-year-old German striker called Matthias Langer. Him. He's not real, though. Have you loaned him well, out? No, he's in my youth academy. I'm, okay. I'm keeping him there for now. But <laughs> these are all real players I've bought. And yeah, I've I've done a bit of business. So over the last two and a half years, I spent five hundred and six million. Oh my god! How I've much sold, sold? three hundred and seventy five. That's million. pretty good. So I've only fair. spent one hundred and thirty million over four seasons. Or two and a half. <laughs> that for football manager, not in the real world, but for yeah. football manager, that's I was very, not bad. I was given ninety million this season. Mine's like I've spent like oh, it's over like twenty odd years, but I've spent like two billion and brought in about four hundred thousand or something. But here's a list of players I bought, which if you know your European football would be very exciting names yeah, to you, okay, I'm sure. Right, okay. Stars for the future. Do you, and you can tell me what you know about these players. Uh, okay. Uh Matish Delight or Licht. <laughs> I don't know how to say his name. Okay. I apologize. Uh, if I, you're do, Dutch. I do not know him. No. He is a young central defender currently at Ajax. Probably go to Barcelona or Juventus this summer, okay. but he's only eighteen or nineteen, but he's already incredible sounds so, good yeah. how much do you get for 
I got him for like he's very undervalued on Full Manager. I paid like twenty million. Oh he's going to go for about sixty or seventy million. Nice, so. that's good business. I also got Dayot Upamakano. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, a real name. Don't laugh. <laughs> so when you said it, that made me laugh. He's uh, um, he's no another. Idea. He's a young French centre back. He's okay. only like eighteen or nineteen as well. So I'm investing in them are in you, the future. Are you getting your scouts involved with this? Or are you just... Like, I know you, these. I you know just these know names. These you yeah. don't need your scouts. No. Scouts he are... currently plays for Leipzig. Uh, okay. I got him for 24 million because I... I was a little bit of a naughty boy, Dale, and I can't, I might have done a little bit of tapping up. I kind of put in a bid that I knew you wouldn't get accepted, and then I declared interest, and he was like, but I want to move to Spurs, and his manager was getting annoyed with him, so he handed in a That's just request. reminded me of a great story I'm going to tell you. After. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I've... Uh, I'm not. I'm not. Well, I am ashamed to say I have been. I've been playing a little bit dirty. Um, Jose Gaia, a Spanish left back from Valencia, twenty-two. So yeah, building the defence. That's nice, three of my yeah. back four there, twenty-two and younger. Uh, Nicolo Barella, a Italian box-to-box midfielder. Okay. From um, who did I buy him from? I've completely forgotten who he plays for. Might be Cal. I don't know. Say it doesn't matter. Italian, it doesn't matter. From Italy. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jao Felix, okay. Benfica midfielder slash attacker. Wait, are all these 18. going straight into your first team? They're all they on my bench or in the first team. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm bringing the youth through. Nice. It's a revolution. Who are you sacrificing for these people? Players. Now, who, who, who's your who biggest, have I still got? Who's your biggest sale? Like, my biggest sale. I sold Lucas Moore actually for fifty-one million oh to Real Madrid, which nice. is weird. I sold a thirty-two-year-old Jan Vertonghen to Benfica for forty million. I don't know what they're thinking. <laughs> yeah, idiots. But yeah, I'm I'm wheeling and dealing. <clears throat> yeah. Also, Federico Chiesa, a young Italian winger who's also incredible. Leon Bailey, a young Jamaican winger who ah. plays in Germany. See, that's He's a name on. I've seen probably on Football Manager. Yeah. Though. <laughs> and one more, which all all English fans should be very excited by. And I'm bringing him through to the player he will be. Jaden Sancho. Jaden Sancho. Yes, I, I'm so, getting him in. So he's just retired in my game. Just retired? Yeah, just he's like 20 for, I got 21. him to 34. I told you I'm playing long, long game. He just retired, but he won like world's best player like four years in a row. Really? It's obscene how if good he If he does was. that for me, I'll be very happy. <laughs> yeah. But of course, I've still got Harry Kane there up front. Yeah. So. We're, nice. we're safe. My win percentage is at 53, Don't which worry, is mate. fine. Gav's not on this anymore. He's not going to crucify yeah. for that. But I am on 125 grand a week. And that's only my second contract to the club. It's, right, it's not bad. But that is only 67,000 after tax. That's almost half my paycheck for tax. <laughs> what is this government doing with it? Except nothing. Disgrace. Um, but um, and I also get a quarter of a million bonus if I win the Champions League, which I wish I'd actually looked at before today because I went out in the group stage. <laughs> so I would have well, put more effort into yeah, that. Okay. Quarter of a million. Yeah. I just want to, like, I'm still playing my game. How's Don- Donovan doing? So, Donovan update, yeah. So I'm like 2035 now, I think is the year. Jesus. Donovan is like 22, so he's in his prime. I loaned him out again after I spoke about him on the podcast, but I gave him his debut match. So his loan ended just before the Champions League final, which I was in. You gave right? him his debut in the Champions League? I gave him his debut in the Champions Jesus League Christ. final. I wanted to see what the kid had. And do you know what? He didn't do that well. He got Nothing. like he got a six rating. So he didn't Ooh, do that's that well. bad. <laughs> yeah. But he's but like next season he sort of so Sancho was uh, the player that he couldn't get past. Yeah. He was my left winger and he was never going to be him. But then he retired and I was like, Donovan, here's your chance, mate. Step up. <laughs> and he he's doing okay. He scores goals here and there. He's getting half decent. He gets a sevens and eights. He mm. does all right. He recently uh, checked his value. He's up to 40 million. So he's making good, good progress. However, Are you going to sell your son for 40? Would you sell your son for no, 40 I'm million? No, I'm never going to sell it. I'm never going to sell him. But 
I feel like if he wasn't called Donovan Driver, he mm. would not be in my first team. I feel like I would be really? benching him at this Ooh. point. So you are, there is a bit of nepotism going on here. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely, yeah. But he also recently said to me he wasn't happy with his contract and wanted to renegotiate. And I was like, you cheeky bastard. You're in like <laughs> the Champions League winning team. Yeah. You're 22. I'm giving you all the opportunity in the world and you still want more Has money. Has he got uh, any England caps yet, do you know? No, he hasn't. No England mm. caps yet. And to be honest... Can't see it happening either. Oh, uh, but yeah, but it's 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 ticking over nicely with Donovan. We're gonna see how we're gonna <laughs> see how it goes. Uh, <laughs> I can't you... believe his name's Donovan. <laughs> <laughs> Someone um, tweeted me the other day said, "Get back to Donovan," and I was like, "It's Donovan, <laughs> Donovan, <laughs> get it right." It just reminded me of a story when you said earlier though. I had a player. I can't remember his name. I think it was whatever. I can't remember his name. Yeah, he was a striker. He was like thirty-two, and I I was not playing him anymore. And he wouldn't do anything. He wouldn't go anywhere because he said, I'm retiring at the end of the season. Yeah. I was like, I just want to get him off my books because he had high wages. Yeah. So I went in and there was the offer to say, can you stay on for another season or so? Mm. And I went in, he's like, no worries, boss. I'll stay on for another year. And then he just sold him. And then I sold him immediately and got like 20 million out of him. Where's your loyalty? (laughs) I felt a bit bad about that, but I needed to get someone out of him. He's a sucker. You should have seen that coming. What a muck. (laughs) It brought me great joy. It's a mug's game sometimes. Do you know know what I'm hoping isn't a mug's game? What's that? Your new quiz. Oh, quiz time. (laughs) That's that's my jingle. (laughs) (laughs) What's your game? Uh, Right. Okay. So this is... So people wondered, how do you play a game with two people? Don't worry about it. Well, there's a lot of games you can play with two people. No, but not on this game, not on this <laughs> podcast. Uh, so this was sent in. So I've taken an idea that was sent in and I've adapted it again. Mm. So this was sent in by Rob Maunder and he suggested the film count. Without doing any research on IMDb, can you name films with numbers in their title <laughs> that count up? No sequels allowed. If you win, sorry, you win if you can finish one to 13. So his was quite a simple example it was just yeah. a one round thing okay. so I've, I've changed it up you've a adapted bit. it yeah so my name of the game is called add your films up 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 so this is the rules i've tried to make it concise hopefully okay. it makes sense You'll both be assigned a randomly generated number. So I have a random generated number on my phone. So okay. So can do that. You'll have 30 seconds total. 30, I always <laughs> fuck this up. You'll have 30 <laughs> seconds to total this number with only, with films only with numbers in the title. So it's like the countdown numbers round, but with film titles. Yes, and also no like multiplication, just just adding. Okay, just So adding. not like dividing times okay. and everything like that. Okay. So also some extra rules. No traditionally named sequels. For example, Toy Story 2 isn't allowed, but 28 weeks later is. So if it's something I where... I get the, it. Yeah. yeah, okay. Uh, you have to explain your workings after, and whoever nails it wins. If you both do, whoever did it in the shortest amount wins. And if none of us do, whoever got the closest wins. Yeah. Uh, three rounds, and then there is a tiebreaker as well. Brilliant. So shall we go for this? Let's go for it. I don't have a, a pen, so I'm just going to do this off the top of my head. You sure? I'm a maverick, Dale. Okay. Um, You're going to play jingles. We're not going to let people listen to the 30 seconds. No, I'll, I'll play way. a little jingle so we can come in. Are you sure you don't okay. want a pen? No, can... I'm going to do this. Okay, all right, okay. I'll probably lose. Uh, what should... So I've got this random number generator. I can set a maximum number. What should I set the maximum number? I don't number know. What's reasonable? 50? Does that feel reasonable? <sighs> Maybe. I don't know. Let's go with 50. Let's see how we get on. Yeah. Okay. okay. Let's hope it's not one. Right. And what are we doing here? Best of three, best of five, best of... 
Best of three. Best okay. of three. And I'll time it as well. So we got short we got thirty short. seconds. So I'm going to randomise it, and the what? number is thirty-four. Ooh. Right. Okay. And I'm start a timer. In a second. <laughs> this is really good radio, isn't it? Yep. Now go. Okay. It's thirty-four. Okay. Time's up. Ooh. How close did you get? Uh, I think I got it. Oh, okay. Do you want to go first then? Yeah, go on then. Um, well, 28 days later, because you said it. <laughs> That's 28. Then, I didn't even think of that. Uh, I don't know how people feel about this. I want to do the taking of Pelham 1, 2, 3 and add 1, 2, 3 together to get 6. Ooh, I like Are I people that, counting that as 123 I mean, as well or as 1, a, 2, 3? As well as a competitor, I am also the rule master. <laughs> and I say, yeah, that's pretty good, go on, to be then. fair. I, I, don't even, I haven't even added this up yet. So it's uh, 26. It's um, 400. No. <laughs> 20, I got to 33 uh, by doing 16 candles, seven samurais. You went a long way around here. Three men you? and a baby and <laughs> The Magnificent Seven. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. That's a, a lot of good films there. Eh? So Cardi wins round I mean, one. I mean, if it says anything, I'd rather watch your collection of films than mine. So. <laughs> okay. Although mine aren't bad. 28 so. days later, it's pretty good. Yeah. And what was Go your one? Taking a Pelham. I'm Taking a Pelham, one, two, good. three. Um, the originals I haven't seen the remake but okay. the originals alright yeah right round number two and let's randomly generate a number again <laughs> is, it, I haven't, is, is this a good podcast game I don't it's know probably, well it would have been better if there was three of us play along at home <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, randomise 26 Ooh. <laughs> okay okay Start I've time. done it already. Oh, I mean, yeah. where's the fun here? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know this is a test. Is a Can test. I use what are we saying? I can't, can or can't use films again that have been said. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good rule. You can't use films. I can't. Okay, okay, well, okay. I haven't done it already. Then. Okay, let's go. Okay, twenty six. Okay, end of that. What go was for the, it. Where did you get to? Uh, I got twenty six. Did you? You're your master at this game. So I, I got thirty. Oh, I just remembered once what you said though. So oh, oh no, no, you got to rethink it. Uh, so I got thirty, and that's only because I got a zero dark thirty. It's twenty six we were going for, wasn't it? Yeah, but that's yeah. the only one. I, the only big number I can think well, of. I've got to twenty three with the number twenty three. Oh, the film. No. <laughs> and then I was going to do three men and a baby, but then I realised you just you already yeah. did it. So, so you were three away, but I was oh, four away. So I'll go three easy pieces. Caddy, you is it again? five easy pieces? Oh, I can't even remember what the name of the film is. Now. <laughs> Brilliant! Yeah. What a game! This potentially might be the worst <laughs> one we've done so far. So oh. apologies about that. But you know, it is fair play for even finding one that would work with just two of us. <laughs> it isn't right? just literally quizzing me. Um, I mean, I, there was another round. I think yeah. it's not probably not worth it. We have still got a lot of good quiz ideas in <laughs> yeah. there. So. <laughs> but I, I do want to take this opportunity to say, like, keep, please send them in. Like, yeah. we feel we've got we've got some cool ones in there, but we really want to see some new ones coming in. And just general feedback. We haven't been getting a lot of actual just general feedback. Yeah, at the absolutely. Moment. So yeah. it's uh, the address to send it to is IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN dot com. Yeah. Let us know which Disney film you're looking most forward yeah. to this yeah, year. Yeah. Let us know what your favourite Disney film was as a kid as well. I think mine was Beauty and the Beast yeah. and Toy Story, if you if we count in Pixar as well. Also, with the, the quizzes, I know we're asking people to send them in, but also let us know if you liked one as well, because we might yeah. bring them back again. Yeah. Probably add your films up is probably yeah. not going to get a second run. Uh, maybe not. <laughs> but what what knob said it could get a second run what, what knob said it might get a second run who knows <coughs> but yeah thank you so much for joining us too we've had a lovely <laughs> chat here it's been we? a bit weird isn't it but yeah. it's alright but you know do you know there's not many things I'd rather be doing sorry I've got sneezes right now oh, God. are you getting ill now as well <laughs> yeah. we're flying tomorrow it's, oh yeah shit it's me laying the groundwork for next week yeah god well I hope you enjoyed that yeah sorry I know I did <laughs> 
I'm so sorry. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> sorry. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.